Oh, Josoy, Josoy, Josoy Antonio, welcoming you to a Friday. Nothing builds your confidence than when your lovely wife of low these many years, what is it, 30, going on 32 years, looks over at me, Bino, and says, you look disheveled this morning. You need a new hat. And I said, why? I'm rocking my 1985 SEC Champs hat. It looks like it was printed in somebody's basement. I, I'll have you know, Isaac Moore gave me this hat, Junkman Isaac, for Bino. He found it for 50 cent at a flea market. And would you say it's worth 50 cent, Beanstar? I'd say it looks nice, Tony. It looks outstanding. 19, is that 85 SEC champs? Yeah, you just can't see it because it's like all like, say, oh, yeah. 1985 that's, SEC champs, man. That's worth every penny of 50 cents. 40-year-old hat, and that thing looks like it has seen better day. Brian, do you like it? Would you rock that thing in public, Brian, let alone in front of thousands and thousands? And, and potentially, I, after Tony Vall's uh, interview goes viral, the millions and the millions and the millions. It looks like something that came out at a, a museum somewhere. Yeah. I it should like, be on some kind of an exhibit. I look and feel like something has come out of a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Boy Huguenot will be coming up a little later on in the hour. He of On3.com fame. They, um, everybody's buzzing about the deal yesterday. We all, none of us believed that Oklahoma and Texas were staying in the, and a special shout-out and a caduce to Orange Throat for calling the shot this week on Monday. He said, if you believe all that stuff, that uh, Pete Thamel, who is the Adam Schefter of college football now, because ESPN has dubbed him that. They, they funnel all their stuff into him. But um, Pete Thamel got caught with his little tidy whities down because he believed, and a lot of these guys believe, that's, believe the stuff they hear. There was no way that Oklahoma and Texas were going to let something stand in the way stand in the way of that deal. But Gabe DeArmond's up first. And Beanstar, what do you think of um, Tennessee and Missouri? All of a sudden, an interesting basketball game tomorrow, though Missouri is not very good on the road. Yeah, Tony, when I looked at what we had left um, uh, uh, before the Vandy game, I thought the non-negotiables were, were Vandy on the road and Missouri and South Carolina at home. And we've already dropped one of those three. You certainly can't afford to drop another one. Brian Hartman, are you excited to talk to Gabe DeArmond, who Missouri actually has a decent – they're decent at something. Uh, pretty good basketball team, Brian. Yeah, they stumbled onto a pretty good hire there. And Dennis Gates, who came out of the same league, I think, that Bruce Pearl came out of. Sure did. He got the Tennessee job. And – I see a lot of similarities between year one of Pearl and year one of Dennis yep. Gates at Missouri. I'm for Dennis Gates. In fact, um, Jerron Maiman, who joins us on Garza Law Tennessee Basketball Overtime, was saying that in his alleged opinion, Dennis Gates uh, has done a great job there. Um, Jerron, you know, uh, went with Conzo up to uh, that that club. And, you know, he's admiring how you can take a few of the pieces they had left couple them with a bunch of transfers but really let guys turn them loose on the offensive end 
And, uh, Bina, you haven't had a chance to chime in on the Vandy game, but there's been criticism of Barnes in the aftermath of this, which I think is kind of unfair, but it is what it is. I try to defend Barnes the best I can on here and try to be fair. And, you know, fans are going to do what fans – and I've never told anybody how to think, so it's just not my way. However, this whole narrative that he bottles people up on the defensive end, or on the offensive end, and that's why they look like this, doesn't it doesn't ring true to me. And that's the reason that kid didn't lay the ball in the other day. This doesn't ring true to me. Well, I think Barnes is overly restrictive on the offensive end, Tony, but I think he, he's always been. Um, I, I don't know that anything that he did uh, caused Phillips not to take that open look. I, I thought John from Nashville had a really good call yesterday, though. Um, I, I, I think uh, with a guy with such attention to detail, um, it, it probably would have, and this is totally a, a second glance looking back, but, uh, 2020 vision looking back, but, uh, you know, I, I think in the huddle, you definitely should say we're not taking anything unless it's, uh, just basically given to us a sure two points, take a sure two points. Otherwise we're holding the box. I do think a guy that is so strict in what he does on that end uh, should have said that in the huddle. Well, I, I don't I mean, why? You got to tell a basketball player that? Go, no, lay, a, I, I, go yes, lay a ball in. Go, go dunk a ball. I mean, oh, come on now. In that situation, when you're obviously, when the first thing on your mind is holding the ball, you tell them, the only way we take anything here is if they give us a, we get a breakaway and a sure two points. Boys, the the athletic has put some possible permanent SEC opponents, and this is what Tennessee thinks is going to happen: Alabama, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. If that becomes Tennessee's three permanent opponents, I would trade you playing Alabama for two guaranteed wins every year, off your wheel of karma, and then and then probably what you'll do is end up playing six other games. I would I would do that with Oklahoma and Texas joining the league. Who's getting the big orange screw in this deal is Auburn. Auburn's permanent opponents right now, unless they rework this, there's no way Auburn's going to stand for this, right? Georgia, Florida, Alabama, that's their three permanents. Alabama's are Auburn, Tennessee, Mississippi State, which is that's a degree of difficulty to it compared to what we're playing. That's a degree of difficulty to it. Yeah, I, I think they really loaded Auburn's boat there, Tony. And uh, but uh, from a historical standpoint, uh, they couldn't have given Tennessee uh, three more relevant programs to play for our for our history. We'll go through it here in a second. I I don't think Oklahoma is going to enjoy playing in this league very much, which I wrote at the very bottom of today's. 3,000-word offering, including Griffin's three-pointers. Uh, I don't I don't believe that Oklahoma's going to enjoy this league very much. I mean, Texas, Missouri, and LSU, their LSU's going to beat the hell out of them every year and make them like it. This thing of them running through leagues, Bino, like they control that Big 12, that deal's over. But we're going to get Gabe well, Ellerman in here. They can't run through that league anymore. Well... Yeah, but they. I mean, they went what, they, six and six. Yeah, but Brian, that's one year. The guy, the guy left and took all his players. Come on, those Oklahoma fans are—they're used to rolling out of bed and winning the conference championship, and that's over. 
If they win it once every uh, eight years in this league, that's good. That's good run for them, Bino. Uh, yeah, I, their their years of dominating a league are over. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how often they'll win this league, but it won't be anywhere close to what they were accustomed to in the Big Eight, the Big Twelve. Barry Trammell told me one every four when we had him on, and I mean, I hate look, I, and I love Barry, but I hate to pop his bubble. But that ain't happening in a million years. They're not winning this league every four years. There's no way. But the truth is, the sports change so much that winning the league doesn't matter anymore. We're going to turn this thing into a tournament sport. Now, I, I think they can make a playoff berth more often than that coming out of this league. They can finish oh, yeah. in the top five and contend for that on a 12-team bill every and, year. And that's the And that's the point. The point is... There are going to be three or four. If you go to a 12 team, there will be three or four uh, bursts for uh, for grabs every year. Probably four. Probably four. Let's do this thing. Uh, we come back. Gabe DeArmond, he powers Mizzou, and he kind of tells the truth about him. But I'm glad he's having some. I'm glad they're having some success up there, so he can he can have some fun with it. But uh, we'll get uh, Gabe DeArmond in here and. Really, really, really excited uh, about a lot of the new things that we're going to be offering you. And I want to thank my friends at TLD Logistics for jumping on board and our baseball coverage and some of the um, new baseball stuff coming your way. We continue. It is your Tony Basilio show. It is a Friday. It is a beautiful thing. Love is such a beautiful thing as we continue right after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year.
Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Escobars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And that is not, that is not fair how hungry I just made my, that's a pretty good spot there, T. I, I ain't going to lie to you. Now, I'm talking about myself in the third person here. Don't try that at home. Gabe DeArmond joining us. You know, some people in his parts are real excited about the Super Bowl coming up against my Eagles. But not Gabe DeArmond, Brian Hartman. He's got his calendar circled for Saturday, February 18, when Sporting KC takes on Phoenix Rising FC, Brian Hartman. How do you plead to that? We will all be dialed in. I would in. say that's one. You can't miss that one. We will all be dialed in for that one. Gabe DeArmond, I welcome you in. Uh, the Kim Anderson slash Conzo Martin years about drove you into Sporting KC territory. But uh, let's, without further ado, acknowledge the fact that Gates was a hell of a hire. Who, who hired him? What's the backstory there? Who found him? Yeah, I mean, it, it looks that way right now. I always hesitate. You know, Frank Hayes had a great first year. Conzo had a really good first year. So you don't want to you don't want to jump too far onto the bandwagon in year one. But um, yeah, he was he was one of the names that pretty much everybody had on the on the radar early on as. Like, hey, this is a mid-major guy ready to to make a leap. And you know, every every high major program, the fan base goes into a coaching search saying, "Well, let's go hire you know this big name coach. Let's hire somebody." But, but that doesn't usually happen. Usually, when you're you know, a lot of schools in the SEC were looking to make a hire this year: Missouri, LSU, uh, South Carolina, Florida needed a coach. So they were all kind of looking in, in pretty similar candidate pools. And in the end, uh, our intel was Missouri's search mostly looked at Matt McMahon, who's at LSU, Dennis Gates, uh, Todd Golden, who's at Florida, and then Kim English, who's an alum, and, and he's out at George Mason. And, uh, you know, Gates had, had options, I think, with some of those other schools as well. Uh, but Missouri hired him, and, uh, you know, Missouri fans were – I'd say overwhelmingly dissatisfied day one because the general reaction was what the hell is Cleveland State and why are we hiring a coach from there? But if you actually looked at it, he did a heck of a job at Cleveland State. And, you know, he was was part of building a program at a place that they had never really had a program at Florida State. And then he went down and, and hired Leonard Hamilton's lead assistant, uh, in Charles Young, to, to come reunite with him in Columbia. And, and they put together a, a – they're at least a year ahead of schedule. I think even if you got them in an honest moment and said, did you think you would be in this position on you know February 10th, I, I think they would say no if they were being truthful with you. Gabe DeArmond joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline presented by TLDLogistics.com. Hey, Gabe, um, i, I got to tell you, I'm cheering for this guy. I'm, every time Missouri takes the floor except for tomorrow, I'm rooting for them. And I'll tell you why. College basketball has devolved into something unwatchable. These coaches are all teaching mugging uh, on defense. The officials are allowing them to get away with it. 
Uh, our guy here in Knoxville is is a proponent of it, which that's fine. I mean, Tennessee's because Tennessee's horrendous on the offensive end. So they basically have defended their way to, so far, close to 20 wins at this early juncture of the season. Um, you know, I mean, to, to not even be to Valentine's Day and to have close to 20 wins is a successful year for them. They're, they're solidly in the NCAA tournament. And, and there are a bunch of brethren around the country. If you look at the top of the, of the uh, flagpole in college hoops, the teams that are doing it are doing it with that style. Uh, Gates is zagging while everybody else is zigging. And I'm rooting for him, and I want your thoughts on that, just the watchability of him, and then how the Missouri fan base has responded. Because one thing I've noticed when I watch the games, I don't see a bunch of yellow seats in there anymore or gold seats. I yeah. see a bunch of seats. I see a bunch of people in the seats. Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, I've, I've gotten texts from a lot of my friends just across the country that you know don't necessarily cover or watch Missouri, but uh, they, they will watch a game and say, man, this is a really fun team to watch. And, and they're right. I mean, and especially when you look, you, you guys and your listeners know what watching Conzo Martin's teams was. And even when it was good, one of the complaints here was, yeah, but it's just not very fun to watch, you know? And, and I've always said, if you're not going to be an elite team and there are different ways to be an elite team, I mean, Tennessee is, is an elite team and, and they don't put up a ton of points necessarily. So you can get there that way. But if you are not one of these teams with elite talent, I think that trying to win games 60 to 58 doesn't leave you much margin for error at all, you know? And so Missouri is, I mean, look, they're not very good defensively, to be quite honest. They're 180 something in adjusted defensive efficiency, and that's actually uh, gone up quite a bit from earlier in the season, but they are one of the top 10 scoring teams in the country. They're top 10 or top 15 in steals, top 15 in assists. Top 10 in turnover margin, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's fun basketball to watch. And at some point, obviously, you're going to reach the point where Missouri fans say, okay, fun is one thing, but, but now let's win 25 or let's be a three seed or whatever. But given how the last nine years have been here, right now they're happy with, hey, this is really fun and we should be in the tournament. Well, Jerry Pomlin is a hand in the air today, and, you know, his humble opinion, Tennessee is, or, or Missouri, rather, he says they're our best team in the league right now. Now, the league's, uh, I don't know what the league is. I hear you sigh on that, but, I mean, look. Look at the league right now. You've got yeah, Alabama and Tennessee, and then there is a precipitous drop. Missouri's right there, Gabe. You know, oh, they could be on any given day, I agree. But, you know, Texas a and 9-2 would beat Missouri, and, and that's kind of a – because – what Missouri has shown is if they can get you to play the way they want you to play, they can beat anybody. I mean, they ran Illinois out of the gym and came back three days later and did the same thing to Kentucky. Um, you know, they beat in Arkansas. Uh, they've, they've got four top 30-ish type wins, which is one of the reasons I, I think they'll be in the tournament, even though they're only a game over 500 in the league. But what they haven't proven yet is that they can win another way. Um, and, and that's why tomorrow's game is, is so interesting. I mean, they, these two teams play kind of diametrically opposite. I mean, Tennessee just won a game 46-43. Missouri is 18-0 and when they score 70 and 1-6 and when they don't. And the one was 68-66 on a, on a bank shot from 40 feet at the buzzer. So basically, if they don't score 70, they haven't shown they can beat anybody yet. Uh, and not just anybody good they just haven't shown they could beat anybody if they score under 70 um on on the right day they could be the third best team in this league 
Uh, I don't think they've, they've necessarily proven that over the course of the season. Bean Joe, Jeff Henderson, jump in here. You are on with Gabe DeArmond. He's PowerMizzou.com. Gabe, I'm an absolute sicko. I actually play in a college basketball fantasy league, uh, and I have I have Kobe Brown on my team, so I watch him more this year than I ever have before. Has he always had this perimeter element to his game, or is that a Dennis Gates uh, kind of deal? You know, Kobe was a 23% three-point shooter coming into this season. Uh, to the point last year that I frequently said to the guys I was sitting next to on press row, when Kobe shoots a three, Conzo should pull him from the game. I, I mean, it, it was never a good shot. Um, and he is now a 45% three-point shooter, uh, a, a guy that he, he's made, I think, 13 more this season than he's made in any other season of his career, and he's got, you know, 10 games left to go at least. Uh, he, in the off season. I don't know if he weighs more or less than he did last year, but he took a lot of, you know, kind of baby fat and turned it into muscle. Like it was noticeable the first time we saw him in the off season. Hey, this, this kid looks like a different person than he was last year. And he has taken his game from a level where you go, yeah, I guess he's a first team all SEC type guy to hang on with if Brandon Miller wasn't in this league. I think Kobe Brown's probably the player of the year. You know, I'm a simpleton, too. Of course, I don't play college basketball fantasy. I, I, value, I didn't even really know that existed. Yeah, I, I value my – I mean, no offense, but, you know, I, I value my time a little more than that. Um, I mean, not that I'm, you know, not that I'm besmirching you on the air. That's not my style. But, Gabe, to your to – your, <laughs> I mean, no – Bino, you play college basketball fantasy? You said that out loud? <laughs> Tony, you bet on the AAF one time. Don't get on me about using. <laughs> yeah. why using yeah. um, that is true. I had Bino place a bet for me, Gabe, on the A. Bino was in Vegas watching the NCAA tournament, and the AAF's one of those uh, oddball fa- um, uh, spring leagues that folded. Dick Ebersol's son oh, owned Lord. it, and it folded. Bino, tell him the story when you went up to the betting window, what the guy said to you. Bino, put 50 on the San Antonio Commanders for me. Uh, Gabe, I I went to the window right in the middle of all of this NCAA tournament betting, and I said, uh, give me $50 on 1302. And a guy who makes his living at that said, who the hell is that? And I said, it's the whatever, (laughs) San Antonio Commanders. And he said, you bet on that bleep? <laughs> if, 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 if your friend calls and asks you to do that, that's when you just text the back the night. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so, Gabe DeArmond joining. Why is Mizzou, like, they away from home, this, this offensive deal so far, aside from a game in the league against lowly Ole Miss, but this, this deal kind of hasn't traveled. What's yeah, up with that? I, I, it's, it's really weird. I mean, they have, you know, they've had a lot of games. They went 43 for 87 from three-point range over a three-game period, and that did include the one game in Ole Miss. And then they went on the road to Starkville, and they started one for 18 from three. I, I mean, the shots just haven't gone down on the road outside of, outside of that one game. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, it's home court advantage. Like they've mostly taken it out of you know, like the NFL betting lines, right? Like when you play at home, it, it doesn't, it used to be worth a field goal and 
I don't really think it is anymore. Um, there's never been home field advantage in baseball. That's not a thing. But college basketball, man, and it, usually it's because of the officiating, right? Refs get caught up. I mean, how many games have you seen where, where you go on the road and you just say, well, we better be up seven with, with a minute left because uh, the, the calls are all going the other team's way. But, like, at Mississippi State, it wasn't that. Missouri shot more free throws. They just haven't played well on the road. And I don't really have an explanation. I mean, why does Tennessee go and lose to Vanderbilt now? And yes, maybe that was officiating. I saw Vandy had one foul with 30 seconds left. But I, I don't know why these teams can't can't go to a different arena and win games. Uh, but I think if you're an elite team, if you're a top 10 to 15 team, you're going to have probably a winning record on the road. But if you're anything other than that, if you can manage to go three and six on the road in this league, that's good enough to make the tournament. I mean, I, I haven't done the number. I haven't updated the numbers since the beginning of the week, but Monday morning I looked it up. Tennessee was four and two and Bama was seven and one on the road. The rest of the league combined was 25 and 55. I, I mean, so they just, nobody wins anywhere. And that speaks to the divide we have, right? What we were talking about originally, which is it's, it's a two-team league, yeah. and then a few other teams are going to make the NCAA tourney. And the thing about that Mizzou bunch, and, and we saw this in the early Pearl years, is they're a matchup problem. They're hard to uh, uh, get ready for uh, compared to a lot of other teams that you'll see because they approach the game differently, which I think if they can get into the tournament, I think that will serve them well. I think they'll make a little noise if they can get in. They could. I mean, it's very matchup dependent. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jans at Mississippi State said said that it was the toughest scout he'd had all year huh. because, like you said, they do things differently. I mean, they really Kobe's the biggest guy that plays much. They've gotten Mo Diara six eleven in the lineup a little bit more here lately. Uh, but they, I mean, they get absolutely murdered on the board. They don't play particularly good defense. Basically, Missouri's defense is this: we're going to try to turn the ball over. If you don't turn the ball over. Like, if you just get a shot up, you're going to score on more than half of your possessions because their defense just isn't very good. Yep. You throw it at the rim, you'll get a rebound. But, you know, they play fast. They play a different style than a lot of teams play. So it will be a little bit tougher for a team that hasn't seen them all year to prepare. And then if they can manage to win their first game, you know, a 24-hour turnaround, and you're coming up against a team where – hey, they're conditioned, they play this style and this pace all year. If you've just been through a really tough game and then you got to turn around 36 hours later and play a game at a pace you're not uh, equipped for, that, that could be tough. Now, I, I really think, and I've said this on our side a number of times, with the right matchups and if they're shooting well, like Missouri can make a Final Four. It, it, it's yeah. not out of the club. I've seen worse teams do it. But the flip side is, if they're not shooting well or if they get the wrong matchup, they can lose to absolutely any team in the field. And, and I think that's probably true of most teams in the tournament. And it's why we like the tournament. You know, we, we largely ignore the entire regular season, but then we pay attention because we can see St. Peter's get hot and get to a Final Four, or we can see Duke as a two-seed lose in the first round. You know, it, 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 there's just so much randomness to it that it's the worst way to identify, like, the actual best team, but it's why it's the best event in sports. Well, the only thing consistent – about the NCAA tournament is Rick Barnes. Uh, no offense to him. Uh, Gabe, on the way out, what do you think happens tomorrow? And more specifically, and maybe more importantly to the both of us, what do you think happens on Sunday? Yeah, well, on Saturday, I, 
good. Missouri's not good on the road. I, they, I don't see them suddenly lighting up a, a really good defensive team. I mean, I think Tennessee wins this game and yes. probably wins it by double figures. You know, I don't, I don't think it's particularly close. And Missouri goes hmm. to Auburn on Tuesday. And, and that's one that, hey, Auburn's going to probably be five losses in six games. Yep. It that's should be very a really fun game to that's watch. Very gettable. Yep. Yep. Pearl and Gates play similar styles. Mm-hmm. So if you can get one of the two, that one's much more gettable. But I, I don't see Saturday. Uh, Sunday, I mean, Say it. look, I, Say it, this Gabe. is a. Uh, this is a rebuilding year for my favorite team, and they're, here they are in the Super Bowl, right? Uh, I tend not to pick against the team that has the best player on the field, and they do. Uh, they've been here before, so, you know, certainly picking with my heart, but I've got the Chiefs 31-23. <laughs> Gabe on much love you. That's my choice. And you have yourself, if folks want to interact with you, how do they do so, my friend? Yeah, it's uh, PowerMizzou.com on Twitter. Go to Missouri.Rivals.com to read the stuff. Uh, our guy is getting in the car on his way to Knoxville now. So. Much love to you, brother. Thank you. All right, Tony. Thanks for having me. All right. Bino, what would you think of me playing the Eagles fight song right over top of his prediction? The best fight song maybe in all of sports right there. Fight, fight, fight. I, I think it was. Um, I, I, I think it was better than what you told me you were going to tell it. I mean, Brian, it's not exactly Duval, you clown. <laughs> Tony Vols coming up in a half hour. Mikey Boy Huguenin coming up. There's no way Auburn is going to stand for this. And Isaac, I've got a complaint about your hat you gave me. Can I, you know, can I give my hat on the uh, my complaint on the air? Certainly, Tony. I sure reached sure. up. My head is itching. Okay, and I've had a headache for like a week and a half, but my head is itching. And um. And I reached up, and there's, like, all kinds of dirt particles on my scalp. And, you know, I've got a little bit of hair up there, but there's, like, granular dirt particles, Brian, I can feel. I didn't look at the hat before I put it on. He just kind of gave it to me. And it was sort of laying in here as a decoration. And now there's dirt, all kinds of dirt. Like, I can feel the dirt, you the can sand, know. the grime. Literally feel it. On the top of my scalp, Brian. It's, you, it's it's why we have washing machines. Well, what is that? Detergent. Uh, but Brian, I you can't take a hat from 1985 and put it. Look at the thing now. I mean, what would it look like in a washing machine? Well, it'd be cleaner on your head. Bino, I don't think it would have hurt it any, Tony. Bino, you wouldn't put a hat in the washing machine before you put it on, would I mean, you? Looking One at the hat, I, I don't think it make much difference some, in the looks of it. No. Somebody bought it at a flea market, Bino. You would would you rock a hat at somebody bought it at a flea market and just put it on your head like I just did? Uh, no, Tony. I would not wear a hat. I bought it. Flea well, market. I've got a special announcement for Isaac. Hey, Isaac, this hat's got dirt in it, dude. Grime and dirt. No offense to you. I mean, you gave me a dirty, grimy hat, Chief. So we take a brief time out. 
Mike Hugan and he's on three dot com. There's no way Auburn's going to stand for that, right, Bino? That that first little trial balloon that they're throwing up there, because Tennessee does think that they're getting Alabama, Vanderbilt, Kentucky. That's the kind of their tacit. Of course, this is all, you know, in the um, this is all under whatever you want to reconstruct under construction. Um, there's no way Auburn's going to end up with Georgia, Alabama, and what was the other one? Georgia, Florida, Florida, Alabama. I mean, there's just poor Auburn. They will cease to exist if that happens, wouldn't they? That's not good. That is not good. The great Mike Huguenin going to join us here momentarily. I give some Bradley's chocolate-covered strawberries away and milk and white chocolate. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I got to get them now on the 13th and 14th. I got to get them now. In fact, uh, I'm going to take the fourth caller randomly right now because we're going to be tied up with Hugie. Hugie's very wordy, you know, isn't he? Hugie? No. Hugie gets right to the point. He joined. He joins on the other side right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Love is in the air at Tillis Jewelry, and when you step through the doors, our team is ready to help you pick the perfect Valentine gift for your sweetheart. This year, we're offering diamond stud earrings starting at $199. You know a little sparkle will put a smile on her face, and at Tillis Jewelry, we're making it easy for you. So when you spend 100 or more, we'll wrap your gift in our beautiful pink box, which includes a box of chocolates. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia, is your one-stop Valentine store. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. 
This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231 Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there. 31. We got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Yeah. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So, what's on tap this week? Well, this week we have two different sales going on. We have our normal one week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound, strawberries, two for five, iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each, and Coca Cola six packs, three for 12, and Dr. Pepper six packs, two for seven. All and right. we also have a four day sale, which started today and ends on. Sunday the 12th, okay. which features avocados, two for a dollar, Bago two liters, four for five dollars, and whole chicken wings, a dollar nineteen a pound. Oh, chicken wings, huh? We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. That's perfect. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you. And thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, you guys have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. You too. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402 as we welcome you in. It's a Friday. Mike Huguenin's in the mix and in the hunt with us. And, Hugie, everybody has a tale to tell. Now, I do want to say to the radio listener right now, we're going to take the fourth caller, the fourth caller right now at 865-200-5402 for some Bradley's chocolate-covered strawberries in milk or white chocolate, 865-200-5402. We're taking the fourth caller right now on the love line. The fourth caller, ladies and gentlemen, on the love line. Hello, and uh, uh, Mike Huguenin. Would you rather have them in milk or white chocolate if I'll, I can I'll ship them the down there to you? I'm expecting to be delivered to my house. Uh, All right. 
on the 14th. They're coming right now. On, yeah, okay. On the love line, my brother, on the love line, uh, 865-200-5402. Hughie, the athletic where you used to work, the news yesterday broke, and I'm sure they had this graphic ready to go and the intel ready to go. They ran a, a, a deal where they said um, these are the, f- the fixed opponents for each team, and what we're going to do is we're going to go in a, a deal where everybody has three fixed opponents in a 16-team league, and then you can play probably a nine-game conference schedule is what they're going to settle on. I think we can all agree that that's what's going to occur. Now, Mike, let me ask you something. The athletic where you used to work, okay, and I like those people. I think it's a you, you think it's it's a good publication. There's no question. Oh yeah, there, lot, it's, great it's, work done there. A lot yeah. of great work. Hughie, they have a thing in in print where they say Auburn's co- opponents are going to be Florida, Georgia, and Alabama, while Tennessee plays Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Alabama, while Florida plays next to nobody, while Georgia plays. Um, like Mississippi State and 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 Auburn and and Florida, I mean, there's no way in the world the people at Auburn, but somebody's going to get shafted in this deal. Auburn's not going to sit there and let them do that to them, are they? Are they? I, right? I can't imagine that. No, I, I think if you're Auburn, you want to. You're, you're obviously playing Alabama every year, and you and you want to play Georgia because that's the oldest rivalry in the South. But you're also going to be playing Mississippi State probably. Um, I, yeah, I don't think you give any of the opponent any of the of the now sixteen teams in the league three teams that are considered perennial top twenty programs. And yes, I get the fact that Florida right now is not in the top twenty, but I think that the perception out there still is that Florida is a per- premier program, that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, I think that's there's no way that that's set in stone. But I'm still. Uh, you know, we, we've been talking about this the last couple weeks. Early on, the idea was, okay, this is going to get done. Oklahoma, don't believe the 2025, Oklahoma and Texas will be in the SEC in 2024. And then a couple weeks ago, nope, not happening. Too much, too much behind the scenes, financial machinations. And in the last, within the last 10 days, I've been told by more than one person, yeah, that, that, that's, it's not. It's, they can't get it done. 2025, and who really cares? And then all of a sudden, boom, yesterday, well, they got it done. And there were a lot of moving parts, including TV deals, the, the, uh, allegedly or reportedly or supposedly, whatever, whatever word you want to use. If Texas and Oklahoma left the Big 12 early, Fox wanted a rebate. If Texas and Oklahoma got to the SEC early, the SEC wanted more money from ESPN for their inventory. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, my presumption is all this got worked out, but I'm I'm going to be fascinated when someone gets all the FO, uh, all, all the FOIA requests go in and, and something happens because this is, it's, it's frankly incredible, all about, the money involved. Bow your heaven, you say his name, Mike Hugan, and on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online, tldlogistics.com. He's on our guest line, and we're breaking it down scientifically. So, Hughie, at the end of the day, if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, the cocktail party going to go away? What's going to happen with so. the cocktail I party? I think that's going to stay. Um, I think there's, you know, take Kirby Smart's annual 
eh, rant about, rec- you know, we lose a recruiting weekend. I, I don't know why. Did, did, did Georgia and Florida make more money with the game in a neutral site over the long period than they do if it's home and home? Because each school is guaranteed, I think it's $3.5 million. If Georgia's playing in Gainesville, they ain't making $3.5 million. So, um, I, you know, neutral site games, I think Texas and Oklahoma is going to continue neutral site. I don't know why Florida and Georgia wouldn't, and Army-Navy. I think those are going to be the three neutral site games for the foreseeable future, and to me that's a good thing. Um, it, it, neutral site regular season games are different to me than neutral site season openers. Um, and when, I'm, when I said regular season game, I mean yeah. annual regular season That's right. Games. You know, you have the, the one-offs in, in, you know, Oregon, Georgia last year in Atlanta, whatever. But Florida, Georgia, and Jacksonville, Oklahoma and Dallas, Oklahoma, Texas, and Dallas, and Army, Navy, and Philly or wherever, because they do move that game around. Yep. Those, to me, should be sacrosanct. So the Red River shootout, in your, in your mind, when they come to the league, even though it's going to make it, it's a competitive imbalance to do that, in a sense. Well, you still uh, have four home games and four road games. I think you can – these people – conferences, we saw in 2020 that all this blather about yep. scheduling is so di- – no, it's not. It's not that difficult. Um, so, and I think earlier this year, New Mexico added a basketball game. Because the first New Mexico, New Mexico State game was canceled after the uh, player was, or the player was involved in a shooting, and New Mexico said, "Okay, we need another game." Oh, they found one. So in, in 2020, it, it was shown that when these, with these conferences and schools, have a reason to be quick, they can be exceedingly quick when it comes to scheduling. You can't tell me that. Excuse me. Oklahoma and Texas and Florida and Georgia cannot continue playing neutral site games, and with a nine-game conference schedule, that means every year each of those schools would have four home games and four conference road games. Going to bow my head because uh, Mike Huguenin is on three dot com. They do tremendous work. He does incredible work there. They do insane stuff. And, and one of the things everybody's going to want, and we're all going to fight for it now. Okay, in the space is when's the reveal of the schedule, and is the first year going to be eight games or nine games? Let me ask you that. First year, eight games or nine games? Can it? A 16-team league playing eight conference games? I mean, it can't be, right? It can't be. It better not be. It ought to be ten. It ought to be ten, Hughie. It ought to be ten, really. Well, I I can see coaches being happy with nine. Um, If your listeners are out there, take a look. Actually, I have. The SEC schedule printed out for this year. Let me read off some of the early season games in the SEC. Alabama opens with Middle Tennessee and also plays Chattanooga. Arkansas opens with Western Carolina, also plays Kent State and FIU. I mean, what? Auburn opens with UMass, also plays Samford and New Mexico State. Samford and Son. Georgia opens with UT Martin. They also have Martin Mull. Ball State and UAB. Ball State Missouri down. opens with South Dakota and also has Middle Tennessee State. Goodness gracious. Get rid of this these garbage games. Are you telling me that the fan base at Alabama is going to go, oh, my God, 
We're not going to play Middle Tennessee and instead play an extra SEC. Hey, 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 not to mention television, who's paying three times more. They're going to pay three times more for that crap? The next next step would be ESPN saying, okay, guys. Incredible. um, We're paying you X amount of money. Um, We don't want to have to choose between showing Alabama Chattanooga on November 18th or Alabama Kentucky. And, you know, Alabama and Kentucky, you know, who cares? It's a lot better than Alabama Chattanooga. Bean Star, you won eight games or nine games? Bino's an eight game proponent, aren't you, Bino? I've been a nine game proponent in a 14 team league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's pretty stunning that somehow Middle made the SEC before Oklahoma and Texas. <laughs> also, think about this. The, the, the Pac 12 has 12 teams. Right. They play a nine game conference schedule. I mean, it's so embarrassing. It is. It is embarrassing. It's emba- embarrassing. Is a good word to like. I get the yeah. idea. You know, I'm an S. I went to an SEC school. Yeah, I'm an um, SEC guy. Obviously, right, right. This, your your listeners are SEC fans. Yes. Yes. But we're embarrassed. The SEC schedule in conference is exceedingly difficult. But don't sit there and tell me that Alabama, Middle Tennessee, or Alabama, Chattanooga, Chattanooga. or Tennessee, Austin P, or South Carolina, Furman, or Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, adds anything to anybody's football-watching enjoyment. Better, it better be nine. And when do you think we see the schedule? Late spring, early summer? Uh, what do you that's think? That's an interesting question. You know, the, the ACC and Pac-12 didn't unveil their 2023 schedules until the last two weeks. Okay. Um. You know, no, no one in the SEC, they won't release it until next year. Good gosh keep, almighty. Keep everybody guessing and writing about it. Uh, and, I guess. You know, it's like Roy Kramer's old thing. If they're talking about college football, good or bad, they're, at least they're talking uh-huh. about college football. Sounds so like I think him. the SEC probably will, will release something in the, in the fall. But I think you could, if you're in the SEC, part of you is gleefully rubbing your hands together and thinking, let's, let's, let's draw this out as long as we can. Hughie, you're kind of my guy. Tell the living listener where they can find you, and I love you, and I appreciate you like no other. And my Eagles are winning the Super Bowl this weekend. Can you feel it? No, I can feel the, I can feel the Chiefs winning. But, yeah, on3.com, huge recruiting stuff going on. Uh, we got a bunch of recruiting stories today because a bunch of kids are getting ready to make uh, recruiting visits in the next uh, once the dead period ends. So um, transfer portal still chugging along. Iowa picked up a huge commitment this week. Um, it's yeah. There's still a heck of a lot of college football news going on, and yeah, as well as college hoops, obviously. No question. And we're smarting here after getting beat down in Nashville. Yeah, but t- you know that's the thing. If that was a football game, uh, I can oh. understand the oh my god. But it's yep. basketball. Like, who cares? We play again in two days. Yiggy, much love to you. Thanks, All right, man, brother. Next week. Thanks. He's on three dot com. See, Bino, I told you that man was to the point today. Let's do this. I'm going to keep it live and legal. Tony Vitello cometh here momentarily. Tony Vitello cometh on the heels of our announcement that Evan Russell will spend Mondays with Bino and myself, breaking Tony Vitello down scientifically. And i got to get Tony on the record as to what kind of analyst he thinks Evan Russell will be. But uh, in the meantime, let me remind you what you're listening to, because one hour is in the books. That's the fastest hour maybe I've ever done in my life. Could be that I'm hyped up on caffeine right now.
Bino, I was talking to Y yesterday. He's not worried about the Vols. He, he says, uh, and we wrote about it today at tclub.team. I went through what's left, games you should win, and I got his, uh, we collaborated on that. Games you should win, games, you know, games that are toss-ups, games that are in the going to be really hard to win category. Go look at it over at tclub.team today along with Orange Throat's offering. You worried about the basketball team, Bino? Uh, I am, Tony. Uh, you know, one, uh, uh, one, a couple of stinkers, separated stinkers in a 30-game schedule, I, I, I expect that's basketball. Uh, basically, three games in a row where you play below your capabilities, uh, uh, bridging the end of January and early February. Uh, I, I think that's an issue, especially for a team that's about to go into a stretch of games that's much more challenging than they've faced thus far in league play. You know, Bino, offensively they were they've been wretched. Um, last well, they 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 kind of fell asleep the last ten minutes of the Texas game, which carried over into the Florida game, which carried over into the um, Auburn game, which carried over into Wednesday night. Wednesday night they were okay offensively though, but defensively is my concern. I I look at them and I see a tired team, and and I don't know why that is. I, I've asked around. There's no illness going through the deal. If there was, I'd report it. I do think they're a little beat up and banged up. But that's my main concern. You know, offensively, they're, they are what they are. I mean, they, they, this team is what they are offensively. And, you know, we were saying yesterday they, they really need to get around that 20 mark in offensive efficiency. They're hovering in the 60s right now, which is, you know, that's, that's not good enough. Uh, for the way Rick Barnes wants to play basketball if you want to win in March. Yeah, and I, I do want, you know, as gut-wrenching as that loss was, uh, and it was a gut punch, um, I, I do want to give Vandy a little credit. I, I think Tennessee played by far the best version of Vandy that anyone's seen all year. Um, they just, Robbins and Lawrence and Wright were all really good. Um, I know that team's not very good, but they were a good basketball team on Wednesday night. Well, well when we were texting each and other, they, you know, there was an old school Vandy feel to that thing, Bino. That's yeah, that's the nature of the game, and you know, in a sense, I mean, uh, old school college ball came back for a night for us for us old schoolers because that's the way Vandy's always played us down there, down yeah. through the years. Exactly, and so, it took a last second three still for them to win, a, a kind of a fluky ending. Yeah, I mean, we we absolutely gave the game away uh, with with just three, two, two mental mistakes and and one you know uh, miss of a free throw with an eighty percent free throw shooter up there, which is going to happen. But uh, yeah, that I, I like I told you, Tony. I looked at the schedule with eight games left, and I just felt like we had to win at Vandy have to beat Missouri and South Carolina at home because the other five games, uh, I, I look at them, I think Tennessee's going to have a problem winning more than they lose. What? Yeah. I, 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 I think right now, I test and how teams are playing right now, I think that Alabama and Texas A&M and Arkansas are all better than Tennessee. 
And I don't think you're going to be able to no. go to Auburn the last game of the year and not get their best effort. They're going to be playing for their tournament life down there. Maybe, maybe, that or they're checked out by them. Better. Yeah, or they're checked out by them. Be better when they play them. That's right. That's right, so. Brian. That's right. This thing comes and goes. Bino saying as a snapshot in time. Tony Valls is coming here momentarily. He's going somewhere, but he's coming here momentarily. So we'll keep the lines open for him, the lines of communication. as uh, We're going to break it down scientifically with him. But, you know, I, I have trouble working up a tremendous amount of concern for Tennessee because I still think they're very good. And I still think college basketball is not very good. So I still think they're one of the better teams in college basketball. I'll tell you what's going to make me worry. And I will be, because tomorrow, Garza Law, Tennessee, basketball overtime as soon as the game ends. If we get to the middle of the afternoon tomorrow and Tennessee gets beat in that game and they let that Missouri team that has one, one road win against Ole Miss, and, and most of the times they go in other people's gyms and they, they basically lay down. They, their style of play hasn't traveled this year. If Missouri comes to Knoxville tomorrow and they beat Tennessee, you can put me right in that worry category. I, I will be worried that this team is going to fall right off a cliff if they lose tomorrow. So you, I'm going to go on the record right now and say tomorrow in my book, this is me, is a gigantic basketball game for the rest of the season for this team. And I'm not being high, I'm not being prone to hyperbole when I tell you that. They lose tomorrow, they are going to lose to Alabama Wednesday and they're going to lose to Kentucky up there and they're going to have five losses in a row and it is going to be big trouble if they lose tomorrow. And and and, and those are the facts. Tomorrow's game is irrefutably a game that you've got to win in your building. So we need a great crowd. We need people engaged. We need the team back engaged. And it's going to be a really interesting, kind of like what you see in the tournament. It's going to be a real interesting contrast of styles. Somebody's going to play somebody's game tomorrow. Somebody's going to be uncomfortable in that building. And you want them to be the team that's uncomfortable. Because if they make you uncomfortable, I'm not sure we can score with them, Bino. No, I agree, Tony. It's a, it's a guy, This is a team that we have to take out of their game. They have to play our style tomorrow, um, or they'll score more points than we're capable of scoring. I don't expect that to happen, but it certainly could happen. Uh, that it could be the Tennessee football effect. Yeah, and they're look, they're wretched. They're, and and then on Wednesday, we are going to see the Tennessee football effect because Wednesday, the people I talk to in the in that game that I respect tell me that what this guy does, Oates at Alabama, is is basically Heupel's, Josh Heupel's uh, uh, philosophy on a basketball court. I mean, they get it up. They shoot a ton of threes. Everything's quick, 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 let it go, quick, 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 let it go. And here's the thing about Alabama. When they're hitting them, if they hit them on us, they'll blow us out. If they're off, they'll get beat. Tennessee could put yeah. it on them. Tennessee could flat out put it on them. If the crowd affects the game, Tennessee could put it on them. They went into Oklahoma and fell asleep and got hammered. They've gone on the road a couple times this year, gone on the road and gotten hammered. I mean, people people that want to lay down and say, well, Tennessee's just going to lose to Alabama, I, I'm not one of those people. People say, well, you're just being a sheep, and you're this and you're that, and, you know, you want to believe, and, and maybe I do want to believe, but but I don't 
look at that game and go, that's a dead-level loss. And, and, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, this Tennessee team's going to finish as a three-seed or maybe a four-seed. I don't see that either. I'm sorry. I think this team's solidly a two-seed, and I still think they could be a one-seed. And I know that's stupid to say, but they go six and one the rest of the way, they'll be a one-seed, guys. I mean, they just will. You know, uh, Alabama, Oklahoma has, I think, gone 0-3 since they will since they beat Alabama. Yep. And they've been blown out of, in all three of those games. Well, the one thing I don't think that we can rely on is Alabama falling asleep here the way they did at Oklahoma. I don't think we're going to see that. I, I think we just have to defend them in a way uh, to where they get off to a bad start and it kind of, uh, and it kind of snowballs on them. Uh, Tony, my, my goal for this team for the rest of the season is to stay at the three or the two. Uh, I, I don't think there's a nickel's worth of difference. I, I know Barnes' history, but I don't think there's a nickel's worth of difference in your path through the tournament as a two or a three. You fall to a four, that's a different animal. Tennessee opens a 13-point uh, favorite tomorrow offshore against Missouri. Bino, if I made you play that, and by the way, winners and losers tonight, 6 Eastern time, we're laying one down, a Super Bowl special slash college basketball slash UFC extravaganza for the ages. Bino, I'm making you bet it. What are you betting it? And tell me about it. I, I'm, I'm not laying double digits with this offense right now, Tony. Not doing it. I would take the 13 and a half. I wouldn't trust either team with that line because Missouri plays bad on the road. And right now, Tennessee can't score. I wouldn't touch this. Presented by our friends at Miller Lite, ladies and gentlemen, it will be uh, we will do winners and losers tonight. Part of that, we'll do some uh, college basketball, huge UFC card this weekend. Brian Edwards, uh, MajorWager.com, uh, Vegas Insider, uh, covers that sport uh, from pillar to post. Uh, and then, of course, the Super Bowl on Sunday, where I expect the end of Sunday night, my son up there in Pennsylvania will be hanging from a street light somewhere. A buddy of his, uh, when they won the NFC Championship, climbed up on a subway station, climbed the roof. And the kid's not even an Eagle fan. And my son said, what are you doing? And he said, I don't know. I got caught up in the crowd. So I like that. I, I, like, a, I like a good mob mentality, a good mob book and some mob mentality. Uh, you, you, you get those yes. two things in your life, Bino, and, and you're having a good day as far as I'm concerned. Let's bring in. You bow your head when you say his name, ladies and gentlemen. I bow my head on the TLD Logistics hotline, tldlogistics.com. They're moving America. Tony Valls moves me. Tony Vitello, we are one week out from your season opener. And I am fired up, focused, and prepared. Are you? Uh, getting there for sure, uh, making out a lineup for tonight's scrimmage. And I think this final go-around is usually uh, something that's really healthy for us to do. A lot of our better hitters will face the better pitchers. But we, we kind of just start to give them a clear picture of what lineup or lineups we'll probably go with, what our starting rotation or, or bullpen is starting to look like. Um, and, and we make it competitive, too. We play a full nine innings, so... Um, hopefully we can iron out some immediate obvious things we need to adjust, but inevitably with college kids, you're going to have mistakes, you know, kind of spill over, especially in February. And then you got to make adjustments. 
Is this a close to the public event, or could a VIP like myself sneak in? <laughs> no, you can sneak in. I uh, I almost lost composure yesterday, and, and I looked up. We, we had some young fans watching, and uh, there's not really a lot of hooting and hollering that goes on by our staff. We, we do a lot of talking behind the scenes to our kids, and they know what we're looking for. Uh, I do think we provide a pretty clear picture, and then that's up to them to do it. And this day and age, not a lot of kids can take you yelling at them in front of the whole team to begin with. Um, but second of all, you know, what, what's that going to get you? I mean, at the end of the day, our guys need to be their own best coaches and uh, their own best motivators as well. And, uh, you know, yesterday was a moment where we struggled to take care of the baseball a little bit defensively. And uh, instead of throwing the fungo and, and maybe throwing out some, some curse words, uh, we just moved on to the next thing. And uh, uh, anyway, it's open. <laughs> I'm reflecting on yesterday's practice. But it's open, and I was fired up to have one right before Saturday's basketball game that will also be open, which it will be. It just looks like the weather is going to be uh, pretty adverse. We don't know. I, I don't know. The weather here changes every 15 minutes. So Saturday's practice will begin at what time if people want to come over and pop their head in? You know, right now, 1 o'clock scrimmage. If the rain pushes it to noon, that's that's a possibility. If it pushes it to 2, that's a possibility as well. So, you know, people show up and they're walking over to Thompson Bowling early. There's a chance they can catch a couple of innings if they'd like to stop by. At the very least, I think it's cool to check out these three layers or the third deck uh, that has been recently constructed. Uh-oh. It's a great sight, man. Uh-oh. I don't know if you've seen it. I need to send you a picture. I have not. Yeah. The, the great Jim Peters the other day was bragging to me about it. He said, you know they got three layers on the thing now. And I said, no, I didn't. He said, well, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty imposing, and, and of course, me, you know, I, I've never not made up a good story. I said, yeah, Tony told me a couple guys are hitting balls over them, and they were like, really? So <laughs> you do have guys hitting pretty- balls over them, right, Tony? I wasn't stretching it, was I? No, in, in BP it's happened. I don't know that in a game anyone has cleared all three since we've had them up there, but uh, it, 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 imposing is a good word. It, it's really cool our dugout faces them. Mm-hmm. Um but they're starting to become this vibe like the stadium is a real stadium and also that it's about to be closed in. Nice. Uh, Ryan Alpert is a part of Danny White's administrative team. He came over yesterday, and we had a really good conversation about where can we go from here, and steam is kind of picking up with the, with the actual engineering to, to the new construction that's going to come. And It's an exciting time with the stadium. So the three-deck thing, will that be permanent as part of the stadium, or will there be a different three-decker out there, or is this going to be the thing? You know, I hope administration doesn't mind me speaking for them on this, but um, that can it looks clean, and the people who sit out there love it. Yes. It's got everything you need. It's a blue-collar feel. You're right on top of the yep. stadium. Uh, now the, the accessibility and the bathrooms and stuff is better. So we save a lot of money. Uh, by leaving that as is and, and maybe putting that money into other pieces around it in the stadium if it just stays as is. And, again, looking at it from my office right now, it's I don't know what changes you would make other than it's going to be fun to see the grills and the umbrellas up there. And I really hope the people that are up there, since they got a railing in front of them, start to kind of decorate a little bit like they started to last year with a, you know, a Tennessee flag, a Vols flag, yep. a yep. sign about our players. Um so it's going to have some character out there on top of the fact that it just aesthetically is a lot better. 
Hey, Tony, give me your lineup for that scrimmage today. You got it in front of you? <laughs> Man, you're always sucking information out of me that you shouldn't get. But um, Dickey's going to lead off um, for one team. Uh, Maui's going to hit the two-hole. Maui's a guy I'm not sure, you know, where he'll fit in in the lineup. I think Dickey really likes leading off, but he could hit anywhere in the lineup. He's the type of guy, I think if he's in the middle, he kind of gives you some stability. Uh, Christian Moore um, is one of the very few right-handed hitters we know is going to be in the lineup every day. So part of where you put him in the lineup might not be, um, you know, where you necessarily would originally put him, but it might be to balance out the left-right thing, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Blake Burke at first base, followed by um, uh, Zane Denton playing third. Um, and then it, it really, to be honest with you, in no particular order, because <clears throat> I haven't put pen to it yet, will be Kyle Booker in the outfield, Christian Scott uh, in the outfield. <clears throat> Dickey's already in the outfield. I mentioned him. And then Griffin Merritt, we, we do have the flexibility to not play with a DH and kind of let guys rotate defensively. Um, and, and then also uh, Charlie Taylor will be catching for that team, the guy who, Shored us up behind the plate in the regional last year. Yep. Bino, Jeff Henderson, jump in here. Tony Vitello blessing us with some time. And it's always a blessing to catch up with T. Go ahead, uh, Bino. Tony, completely off of the set here for a second. But uh, um, you've been at the helm for a number of years now, Tony. And uh, are there there things that your experience, early season things that were once an issue, uh, that you don't worry quite as much about, and what's something, what's something at the start of every season that that keeps you awake at night? Mm. <laughs> uh, all of it uh, definitely keeps me awake at night. I- I'll tell you what, you know, next week is a tough week. Um, there are certain kids that'll find out they're not traveling. Um, I was that kid on a couple of occasions. Um, heck, I remember missing out on a trip to Malibu. Um, and I got some buddies in L.A. that were itching to come watch, and I did not make the travel list to Pepperdine my first uh, spring week at University of Missouri as a player. So that and, and other guys, you know, you bring up the, the word red shirt to guys. Uh, some guys won't necessarily be active on the roster. It's a really tough week. So that probably bothers me as much as anything uh, for the business part of the job. On the field part of the job, I have so much confidence in Coach Elander on the hitting side and Coach Anderson on the pitching side. Just us playing defense to the level that all of us on the phone want us to, to play at, it's a really high standard. Um, but if it's met, you're going to have a successful season. And, and so that stresses me the most out on the field. And, and now that I do have some experience, there's, there's, there's always going to be things <clears throat> you, you would like to say you do differently if you don't win the game or win the series. Um, but I think on the whole, the program is in a different place to where there's maybe not as high of a stress level of we got to win, we got to win, we got to win. And um, the best teams going into SEC play after non-conference are going to have close to 20 wins. Um, but if you don't get there, you can still make your money in the SEC. You just better get those issues sorted out and get your lineup figured out, pitching staff figured out. Um, you know, prior to that, or you're going to be in, in potentially be in some trouble. Now, having said that, last year, Mississippi, I don't think they really had, and it was no one's fault, they just hadn't figured it out yet. When we played them, 
our guys played incredibly well, but I also don't think they really had their pitching where each guy needed to be. And by the end of the year, there were a lot of guys in different spots, and those adjustments paid off for them, obviously. So, Tony, I want your thoughts on something. Evan Russell, uh, we announced yesterday, is going to be a part of our dysfunctional radio family. And he's going to join us on Mondays on here. We're going to talk about your previous series, and we're, we're really ramping up our, our coverage of, uh, of what we do with you guys. And what kind of analyst do, do you think Evan Russell will be for us? And what do you say about a guy who was a position player all those years and then went behind the plate and, and, and did for you guys what he did last year. Give me, give me a sen- your sense of Evan Russell as an analyst. What kind of analyst he will be? Well, Evan's had to play infield, outfield, and catch. And when you're a catcher, you basically are an extra pitching coach uh, on top of knowing that position real well. And then uh, a tremendous career as a hitter. So he's about as well-rounded of a guy as you're going to get. And um, he's really going to, I think, have some insight on locker room or kind of looking out on the field and maybe picking up on the fact like, man, this guy wasn't nervous or this guy was nervous. This guy didn't react very well to a bad call. I can see that being his strength as long as, um, and and you'll pull it out of him. Uh, If he'll be natural and authentic to who he is, which is why he was so fun to be around on the air, then Somebody's going to have to give him some money to keep him around because he'll be phenomenal at it. See, I think that's um, right. Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a network. I was telling him that. My sense of him is that just spending time around him is that he's got that emotional intelligence thing you and I have discussed, which you were telling me about. Y- your sense of Josh Heupel when he was first hired was that he was uh, of that ilk. You're so- you're certainly of that ilk, which is to say, you go you go into a room and you can kind of read what's what that guy over there is doing, and Evan Evan strikes me as kind of a room reader, Tony. Yeah, he's got he's got some savvy to him, and he comes from a great family, um, but also he's been through some adversity. And yeah. I was kind of trying to allude to that fact as a team. It can really help you grow to be your best. Well, if that's the case, then there's no question. Individually, there's a lot of people um, that come from either tough circumstances or had to go through tough circumstances. And because of their fortitude, came out on the other side uh, much, much better for it. Doesn't always work out that way, unfortunately. Um, but he, you know, to Vol fans, they probably think he lived a charm life. He had a lot of adversity, had a lot of doubters. Um, he's had a lot of things he's experienced, and um, he's the type of guy that is always going to come out trying to see the positives and things, yeah. and also is going to have that fortitude or determination. So if he stinks on his first Monday with you guys. No one's going to be more critical than him, and he's going to kind of make some adjustments the next week to either um, express himself in a better way or, or whatever it might be. Well, he told me, he said, man, coach me, you know, help me out here. you know." And I was like, uh, it, it, I don't think I'm going to have to. I don't. <laughs> but, but no, that therein lies another attribute that him and Josh Heupel both have. If you're not insecure, then you're, you know, your stress level's lower about doing a good job, so you perform well, and then you're much more open um, to constructive criticism. That's a good not, point. Not getting, you know, ber- berated on Twitter. That's a good point. Um, but, you, yeah, you want information. You, you, you kind of want to know what people think, so you can kind of uh, put add it to your Rolodex and kind of put it into play however you see fit. Tony, um, you voted for, which kind of surprised me, the... Well, 
No, I won't. Don't worry, yeah. The shortening of the games in the <laughs> SEC. It was it was an unanimous. What do you mean? No, you, you voted for it. Absolutely. Is that, so is that what was posted that was unanimous? Yes, you voted for it. I don't. E- I don't even remember voting for that deal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't. Hey, let me tell you two. Oh well. No, I want it, Tony. To it out. said Tony. I'm trying to stay out of Tony. The release to said Tony. The release said unanimous. The release yeah. from the league. Now, Tony, well, do we do we yeah, have a dissenting uh, uh, vote? Do we have a dissenting vote here yeah. on the air? Is that what that we're experiencing here? Oh man, maybe I spaced out or, or was you know I, I keep my jokes <laughs> to myself. Maybe I was texting on the phone. Here, here, I can tell you what we are telling everybody. Yes, I believe the way the rule is, the home team is already locked into this ten run rule. Um, which I don't ever remember agreeing to, but if, if the vote was 13 to one, I don't think it would have mattered. Um, but if the visiting team doesn't want to, then you don't have to enact it. So our director of ops has already been instructed, um, to just email everybody ahead of time and let them know, um, that we don't want to do it. So if you are at a game and we, and we continue to play through that, you'll see why. Here's what's funny, Tone is, uh, there's a proposal, and this is going to go through. We'll eventually have a 40-man active roster instead of a 35-man active roster. Um, so why would you add players and subtract innings? I think that's easy math for everybody to understand. Um, so, And then the other thing we all voted for, I mean, Danny asked my vote and, and was very supportive, but uh, it looks like when Oklahoma and Texas join, we'll have two like opponents and then eight opponents will rotate, and I guess that eliminates the idea of having a division, which I think Dave Van Horn actually is the one that said it well. Baseball's kind of always had division. You know, it's, it's always been a league and a division thing, and uh, there's a lot of pride in the win in the East or the West, and I think that's going to evaporate because... Wow, it's weird. You know, that's how you keep 10 weekends. Um, if you just add one weekend, 11 weeks of SEC play... Yeah, you might get your brains beat in one extra weekend. Um, but, you know, you're able to keep those divisions. You're able to keep it consistent because who are our two like opponents going to be? And who are Florida's? And who, who are, are they? Tony, in your, in your world, right? Vanderbilt's going to be one of them because they're across the street. Uh, I, I would assume, but there, there might be, you know, um, you know, Georgia, South Carolina, and, and Kentucky are all within four hours, too. And then Missouri's kind of in a quirky spot. I guess they probably need to be hooked up with Arkansas. Um, it, it might be affected by who who else has what options. So it's going to, you know, Frank is as wise as anybody in baseball, and he's experienced that deal. And let's just leave it at it'll be interesting how it works out. And then you, you all can make up your opinion or debate it when I get off the air. But, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't like the 10-run rule, and if someone hears I said that, I'm sure they'll love to rub it in our face if we get on the bad end of that or we get 10-run by another team scoring a bunch on us. But these kids need to play. And uh, so ho- hopefully we get some coaches that agree to just kind of bypass that and we play a full nine innings on the occasion that we need to. But, you know, the belief is, Tony, they're going to do it in non- non-league games too, right? Because the whole idea is – to condense these things for TV purposes, to fit into TV windows, right, and to shorten games. You know, um, um, 
some of the other measures they're talking about going to some of these major league uh, deals. I mean, they're already on a pitch clock, which they don't enforce. They already have the no stepping out of the box, which they don't enforce. Um, are they going to enforce those things, do you think, Tony? Are we going to see that going forward? Uh, I, I think at the very least the first month of the season, you're going to see a lot of stuff go on where the hitter's being forced to be ready. Um, a pitcher throws a pitch, and it's a ball or a strike, even yeah. though the hitter won there. Uh, I, I do think that clock is going to get enforced. And, and you're right. I mean, I think we would all rather watch a three-hour game than a three-and-a-half-hour game. Um, uh, I think I brought it up on the show once. I really don't understand why I need to go take the ball from the pitcher and then we all stand and wait for the guy to run out and he gets eight warm-up pitches. That You can subtract minutes there. I think trying to subtract seconds is uh, is an uphill battle. You're, you're kind of running in quicksand there. But if you maybe shrink how much time they, they use on replays and how much time we use on pitching coach visits or pitching coach change or, you know, me running out there and changing pitchers. That, that's a lot of dead time that could be eliminated, and I don't think it's we're losing anything. I don't ever say anything to Burnsy, hey, good job, and then bring in the next guy, hey, get him out. <laughs> you know, what am I going to say? Uh, Bino, Jeff, jump in here, and Tony, thank you for the time. Go ahead, Bino. Just uh, one quick comment and then a question for you, Coach. Uh, uh, I understand uh, mercy rules in tournament play where you've got a schedule where you have to play so many games in a day. I don't understand for one second why you would have a mercy rule when you're only talking about the one game. Makes no yeah, sense I, to I me. Know, I, I know when it came up during our head coaches meeting, I don't remember a definitive vote being taken. Again, maybe, maybe I, I need to shake myself and pay attention better, but I don't. In that room, you look at those resumes and the experience, I'm not going to be one that shifts anybody's ideas on any of that stuff. Um, so um, I, I'm kind of with you on that deal. I, I just there's a lot of ways to look at it. You know, a fan paid their ticket; they want to see the whole game. Um, you know, parents want to see their kids get into the game. I think ultimately we do not have a minor league team that we can rely on. Mm. So, in some of those lost innings, are going to be. Um, appearances that are not given to pitchers and at bats that are not given to players that can help them progress. Um, I mean, Trey Lipscomb, I love, I love Trey Lipscomb to death. Mm. I would trust him with anything on or off the field. I think he could play in the big leagues, but let's not forget Trey Lipscomb was once that guy that was sitting over there dying for us to score, um, four more runs. So we'd be up, you know, eight runs and he could get out there and play. And I think the fact that he was able to do that contributed to his development and ultimately led him to be what should have been SEC Player of the Year or co-SEC Player of the Year. Hey, man, Coach. Hey, there is a question right at the end of this, but I didn't know until yesterday when I saw it on the local news that you're now a yoga instructor. <laughs> yeah, I, I went over there, and I'm a big believer in yoga. We, we make it voluntary for our guys, but... Mm -hmm. To get a kid away from his phone and also to slow down mm -hmm. and just breathe is tough to do. But if they do it, they come out on the other end better for it, um, along with all the other benefits to, to yoga. So we tied that into an appearance over at Dick's Sporting Goods, and we had a great turnout. Those people were really good to us. And I now think Coach Q, our strength coach, who came over with me, is now starting to become a, a little bit of a celebrity here in town. Well, I mean, Q, I, I, yeah, 
Go ahead, Beatles. Go ahead, Tony. No, you go ahead. I think you answered my question, Coach. The question was, you know, baseball is an I mean, it is just a it will grind you. Uh almost yeah. as much mentally as it does physically. And my question was going to be, do you do any type of outside-the-box things like that as kind of a stress-anxiety reducer through the course of the season for your team? Yeah, I do. And and I think, too, you, you want to provide them with anything that allows them to take care of their body. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a masseuse. We have <clears throat> hot cold tubs. Um, these guys now have a full-time job. I mean, Heck, back in Major League Baseball, it didn't used to be a full-time job to play baseball. Those guys had jobs in the offseason in the 30s, 40s, whenever it stopped. Mm -hmm. Um, Athletics has evolved. And eating, sleeping, recovery, um, it's all a part of your job if you want to be, in particular, an SEC athlete. So, yeah, you got to be able to relieve stress. Um, But there's a lot of things that come with it, for for sure. And and, and to get back to your 10-run rule, Tone, I know at some point the time's coming. You're, you're always so gracious to me, but at some point, when I'm not on the air, you're going to need to be critical of me for one reason or another. Oh, here's no. one thing that could come. Well, here's one thing that could come up. What if me or another coach is up nine runs, and you tell the third base coach, "Hey, don't don't get too crazy here. Maybe hold the guy at third base. We got a freshman down there that we want to pitch in this game, and then maybe you blow that nine run lead." Or we played a game against Fresno State. Mm. Um, I think we were up eight, and uh, we blew that lead, uh, won the game, and then we've blown a seven-run lead here before, too, um, at home. Um, So, you know, are you willing to do that? I would never do it in conference. I can tell you right now, in non-conference, I'll I'll say that to Coach Elander. God! A.T. on the way out. Well, I think it's going to play two ways, say, because I think you're going to see some of the lessor teams, right, on Friday know, hey, look, if I elongate this thing, I'm just going to blow my bullpen out. So let's mm-hmm. get this thing over with. Let's get this thing over with. Hit a batter, walk a batter, whatever it is. I mean, I'm already down eight. And make a borderline mockery of the deal. See, I think that's what you're inviting. I don't, And I, and I know what they're doing. I kind of get what they're doing. I kind of get the concept of saving pitchers, but just thinking about it in real time, and I'm not being a sheep for you, but there is a side to what you and Bino are saying, which is, hey, this isn't tournament play. I mean, this is a this is a regular season game here. And if I'm on a Friday night, Tony, and I know I'm playing the Mighty Vols, or you know, I'm, I'm down there at Vanderbilt, and they got they got more players than I do, and you've been in the short stack dugout. It isn't like you haven't been on that side of the equation. Um, you know, i got to save some arms here. You know that's going to happen, Tony, right? Yeah, no, and, and I think the purpose of a three-game series is to play a three-game series. You're, um, you know, you're trying to that's win over the course of a weekend, and there's a lot of things that come up. Well, yeah. if you subtract some of those things, you, yeah. you take away from, from the battle. Now, a tournament, as Bino said, is, I mean, it, that's elongated to where it makes sense. Uh, non-conference, you only play in one game. Um yeah, I get it. People got to travel, but I think that should be for the coaches. We've had those discussions mm. before at home plate. You were able to do that, so I don't know. And and just as a disclaimer, I won't do that every time with Coach Elander, but it is a scenario that I thought of. Um, and then also, again, I, I realized, hey, we may be on the other end of it and be getting our butts kicked and, yeah. and want to get in the showers because it's cold. Yeah. But 
when we come to the park every day, we're signing up for a game, to play a game. Hey, Tone, on the way out tomorrow night, Islam or Volkanovsky? Uh, of course, Dana White couldn't remember his name. That's going to be a banger in the heavyweight division. The co-main, Rodriguez, Emmett. It's going to be a hell of a fight. I think I think that entire card's very good. You're getting ready to get to the time of the year where I text you and you say, man, I'm not watching the fuck. Come on, Tony. I don't have time to do that. <laughs> Leave me alone no, about will be, it. Will you watch tomorrow? This will be a great outlet. I'll be at the game at, uh, against Missouri. Our team will get announced on the court. Nice. Unrecognized, which will be nice. Nice. And then uh, – I'll get some work done on the computer while those fights are going on at home and just get to relax. I'll, I can't wait. What people are going to get if they watch that is that crowd is going to be so out of control. Mm. Um, those people are rowdy to begin with, and then a lot of those fighters are from their country, like Volkanowski. And then, yeah, the card's tremendous. I think that Emmett guy, he's pretty dangerous. He's fun to watch, and mm-hmm. he looks like he's in great shape. It's kind of like going to the horse track or the dog track. You can do your little sizing up thing. Um, Volkanovski is one of the best athletes in the deal. Um, I saw him fight in Vegas, and it was one of those where, unless you really like blood, you kind of start to turn away. I mean, he just wailed away on a Hall of Famer. So he's pretty gifted and very athletic. If you look at a picture of him um, when he was a rugby player, um, obviously a good athlete at rugby, and he was a huge dude. Uh, now he's having to put on some extra weight. I don't know that he looks as good as he usually does. And then the Islam guy, I mean, oh. Football coach, yeah. Football coaches in particular have to stress discipline. They should talk about Dagestani wrestlers because um, those guys are as disciplined oh. as it gets. And now this guy's following in Khabib's footsteps. This know? guy's like precision, like a killing machine almost. That's what he is. Yeah, it's all they do. That's all they do is train. And you know, Hot Sauce. I was with him mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago. Right. He mentioned. I've heard this from a couple guys. They say there's like a hundred of those guys over there just waiting to be marauders in the UFC, oh but they're not very marketable. They all kind of look the same with all due respect, and, and they're not real marketable because they, they don't speak English great. Um, so there's there's a handful of them over there at the very minimum that could maybe be just like Islam, but it's it's tough to break through. There's They're trying to make money on this thing, you know? Tony Valls, much love to you. What time is a scrimmage today and then tomorrow? People are asking me. i got people texting me and – yeah, no, today today uh, Dolander's going to throw around 5 o'clock, um, and then tomorrow is a 1 o'clock start unofficial with a, the ability to move it up probably an hour at the most, move it back an hour at the most. So somewhere in that window. So, and we'll probably – go ahead. I was going to say the uh, weather, it looks like it's going to hold off until after the uh, basketball game tomorrow night, so I think yeah, you may Tony. be fine. Tony, you need to stick to your yeah. – hey, hey, Tony, stick to your day job, big boy. <laughs> well, if – if uh, if if all goes well, it'd be pretty cool to play at two o'clock so that we're finishing, you know, around five or a little bit after. So even if people just want to poke their head in and see a couple at bats, they can do that. Our, our our kids get fired up being around the fans, and I think that's one of the things that's led to a, a good good rapport there back and forth. Well, T, I hope you have a Dwight Gooden. It was unbelievable talking to you. Next Friday night, we're doing a Garza Law. Uh, uh, Tennessee uh, extra innings program uh, after your game, which is nuts, but I got rooked into it because people want to talk about this new team. It's going to be your first game, and it's like opening day of the major league season, and we're celebrating this, and I can't believe it's here. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. As the great, uh, as the great Taylor Swift said, I mean, this is fun. 
Yeah, no, it, it, it is fun, and it's going to come, you know, this year is going to be really interesting. The third deck, new names, uh, people kind of gunning for us, people choosing sides. Do they like us? Do they hate us? Uh, unfair comparisons to last year's team. Yep. Uh, the draft will be a big topic as we get closer to, uh, you know, springtime. And then how's the postseason going to go? First of all, we got to make it. And then how are we going to do in it? Um, you know, again, you could bring up last year, too. So there's so many storylines. I don't know how you don't get excited about it a little bit. And then it's up to us to keep keep people uh, on board with that excitement. Well, I think we're I think we're pretty on board. A.T., thanks, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Tony Valls, one more time. Bino, how um, honest is he appearing today on the TLD Logistics Hotline, tldlogistics.com? What's his honesty level, Bino, when I broke to him that that thing was unanimous? Uh, he, <laughs> he's such great radio, Tony. I, he was like, did he I vote? Such great did I, radio. I didn't know I voted in that. Did I vote? Yeah, I don't know. Unanimous. I can just see. I can just see those people over at UT just holding their breath. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going, why won't Tony Basilio just leave him alone? Why is Tony knowing that this guy knowing that this guy is so whatever he is? Why won't Tony just leave him alone? You know, Bino. Got him to give you his lineups yeah, for the yeah, day. Yeah, got him to tell you he he basically didn't vote in that thing. He doesn't care what it says. It's fourteen nothing. Take a brief. Got him to tell you about UFC fighters look just alike. Take a brief time. Well, those guys do all look alike. Take a brief time out. No offense to them, as we can, and they're all bad to the bone. <laughs> and I wouldn't mess with a, I wouldn't mess with a single one of them, as we continue with more on the other side after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons and we run his dealership and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? 
I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring followed by low interest grace loans. To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Do you use Elf Bars? Old School Vapor has over 100 authentic flavors for only $18.99 each. Check out their other January sales like buy one, get one free for select Tesco bars, 25% off glass pipes and Mike Tyson's Delta 8 Bites, or 50% off smell-proof bags. Go shop Old School Vapor's selection of over 200 cannabis products from brands like Looper, Torch, Hidden Hills, and more. Check them out on Instagram or Google Old School Vapor to find your nearest location. That's Old School Vapor. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Tobina, Jeff Henderson, and Brian and myself were laughing because uh, 
during the Tony Valls interview, the things you don't know that go on, Bino reached up and removed me from our Skype call, which means that they were. I looked up and they were Noah Stocky, and it says you've been removed from the room. So thanks, Bino. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm 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 sorry. I don't know how I did it. If I knew I could, if I'd known I could have done that, I'd have knocked your ass off here long ago. Brian, I don't find that funny to you. Yeah, I, I resemble that. Yeah, I resemble that. I think you resemble kind of, that. Right? Yeah, I think that's kind of a cheap shot. I am uh, going to go to our phones now. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away another box of chocolate covered strawberries, courtesy of my friends at Bradley's Chocolate, because you know Valentine's Day is almost here, and on the thirteenth and fourteenth, this is our twenty eighth Valentine's year together, Brad. This is crazy. We 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 get older here. Um, milk and white chocolate, uh, chocolate-covered strawberries available for you on the 13th and 14th. Tons of other chocolate goodies. That Rocky Top chocolate pop cover popcorn we keep talking about. They also have gifts there, jewelry, great cards, all kinds of stuff. 141 North Peters Road, really special people. The vibe in there is very special. 694-0400. And our winner from our number ones hung on the whole time. And has been there the whole time with me. And here is our winner from hour one. Hello, winner, and welcome in. How you doing, Tony? There it is. There's our winner. That was our winner, Bino, from hour one. He's a straight-up winner. I'm glad that he got finally got recognized. And who did you talk to today, winner? I talked to your wife, Laura. Yeah. And it's always great to talk to her. Like, yeah. it's always great to talk to you. Have you met Laura, Bill? No, I haven't. Now, we need to do that. We need to have you over uh, one day for some spaghetti and meatballs. Or I'll tell you what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll see her at, you know, the graduation. Because, look, your daughter is going to be graduating, and so is my nephew. I think they're going to walk that out. Do they do it all at once now, Bill, or do they do it in majors by majors or different days? Or do you know? Uh, you know, I have no idea, Tony. Because your nephew's name is J- 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 Jesse. N- Jesse, N- yeah. N- now, N- now Jerome. Um, Bino, do you remember that tune? I said J- 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 Jesse. N- N- now Jerome. Oh, we yo, we yo. I think I want to know you, know you. Oh, we yo, we yo. Jungle love. Oh, we yo, and of course, we yo. And of course, you never know, Tony. He may be replacing you Girl, when I'm you retire. Show ya, show ya. Uh, Jesse's not a bit, a Bill. Yeah, a Bill. Je- Jesse's not what? replacing me. But I will tell you this. But I will tell you this. But I will he's tell you this. He's majoring I don't care what he's majoring. He ain't replacing me, Shepard. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this though, Bill. I'll tell you this. Sunday, Nick Seriani. There's going to be a new sheriff in town because Bill. You need to deal with it, big boy. 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 Sing it with me, Bill. Sing it with me, Bill. Sing it, Billy. Eagles fly. Eagles fly. On the road to victory. Spell it with me. E-A-G-L-E-S. You know, I, the uh, Eagles. 
You know, Tony, I was saying this to your wife, and I'm going like. to share this with you. Yes. This coming Super Bowl, it's going to be the senior citizen versus the young kid. And, and the citizen. senior citizen fired the young kid. Did you know that? Uh, no. Andy Reid fired Nick Seriano when he first got the job out there. And, Bino, uh, Nick Seriani saying all the right things. When you spurn a paisan, Bino, you can forget about it. He's going to give him a Sicilian hug at midfield before that game. And carve his initials right in his back and take him he out to the woodshed. Spurrier on Bill Curry. He might beat him into the ground. Bino, I think it could get ugly, don't you? Uh, yes. And who could it get ugly for, Bino? The chefs. Yep, Bino knows what's coming. The young kid, not the senior citizen. Goes out to all the cowboy fans everywhere. Michael Irvin can't even get to the Super Bowl these days. Yes, How bad play, it is. That for, hey, play that for Philadelphia and yep. Cuban Joe. Cuban Joe, Lam Weirdo. Is Lam, are Lam Weirdo Steelers, Bill? Are they in the Super Bowl? No. I don't think so. They're also a senior citizen as well, Tony. Yep. Billy, you're, uh, Billy, you're counting today. I like this. You're counting up and you're counting down. No, I'm counting down. You're counting. Bino, I think right, I'm I'll... counting down at this point, aren't I? He's counting up, Bill is. Uh, you've been known to count down on Billy. <laughs> now, I was joking about Jesse, Tony. No, 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 Jerome. When I get the, when I get the uh, ten, when I get the ten counting on you, Bill. And you giggle at it every time I ten count you. Do you when you know it's coming and you get like hung up on? Do you get mad? No, no, because you know you're getting hung up on from a good place, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you know you're getting hung up on from um, from a pure like a pure heart. There's a there's like a purity to that when I jam it on you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, on another note, on another note, Tony, what I was explaining to Lauren, I'll pass this along to you. Really, the Kansas City Chiefs is really sixty-four years old. They're the same age as the Tennessee Titans, because I believe the AFL really first got it started in nineteen fifty-nine instead of nineteen sixty. You know, they awarded franchises. You know these cities like Houston, Texas, well, New York City, and, and New Brian, York. And see, I'm going to tell Brian Hartman some. I'm going to take him under wings for a second here. Brian Hartman, you owe a debt of gratitude to Lamar Hunt because Lamar Hunt lost millions and poured his own money into it, millions and millions and millions of dollars supporting American soccer. And helping grow the beautiful game. Our friends at FC Alliance. Uh, uh, and I'll tell you this. Lamar Hunt funded the old North American Soccer League. Kept the American mm-hmm. Soccer League alive and afloat. Uh, has been an absolute proponent. A champion for the sport of soccer. For 
decades and decades and decades. And one of the founders of the AFL. And I've always been partial, Bill, to the Kansas City Chiefs because I love their uniforms. I yeah. and I love their fan base. I love their stadium. I think they're cool looking. Bino, I've always thought they were cool looking. The clips of those old teams and when they used to uh one of they were when the AFL Bino drafted all those black athletes from the from the um historically black colleges and universities, Kansas City Chiefs were loaded, Bean Star, loaded back in the day. Oh, absolutely, Tony. The old AFL days when with the Jets and Kansas City and Oakland and uh, I'm a Buffalo, though, New England. Yep. Uh, well, of course, Boston at that time. But those, uh, let's see, Kansas City started out as the Dallas Texans, right? Yes, they did. They, they absolutely sure did. did. Yep. And the reason why they left, they left Dallas is because of one reason. They couldn't compete with the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys ran them off. The NFL put the Cowboys there. Yep. The 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 AFL came in at a time uh, when when people were looking for something new. The NFL was just an old, stodgy, slow football league, and the AFL changed all of that. Awesome, stodgy and slow. That reminds me. Go ahead, Bill. And, you know, I'll give you another history. Were they good more? Who, let's see, who, there was a head coach that coached for both the Chiefs and your Eagles. And, of course, he won a Super Bowl with... uh, Dick Vermeil. Yeah, Dick Vermeil. So there's history there. And Chief Jay Strongbow wrestled in both the Midwest... And also, and also the Northeast. And let's not forget Wahoo McDaniel. Yeah, that's true. Who played for and whom? Pro- who, did, who did Wahoo play for, Bill? Wahoo McDaniel played for the New York Jets. You ain't getting anything by Titans Bill. Titans Bill, uh, the Pennsylvania Athletic Commission had to step in because Wahoo McDaniel did one of the worst blade jobs on himself in 1986 in in Veterans Stadium at the Great American Bash. Bino, he went to cut himself with the razor blade, and the razor blade got caught up in his head, and he finished the match with the razor blade caught in his head. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. So you had an accident. Now what? Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop. You can count on us to repair all makes and models. Our certified techs will take care of everything from frame damage inspection to bump out or replacement with OEM parts. We've got the expertise to make your vehicle better than new and get you back on the road in no time. Plus, our collision work is guaranteed for the life of your car. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Rams Body Shop to the rescue. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis with Tillis Jewelry in Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. What are you looking for in a jeweler? Knowledgeable staff? Experienced goldsmiths? Or true custom designers? Experienced working with clients creating that perfect gift for a special loved one? Well, you have found them. Tillis Jewelry. Wear this and so much more. Check us out at TillisJewelry.com or on Facebook and Instagram to see our latest creations. Tillis Jewelry, Columbia and Lewisburg, Tennessee. 
Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over $399? It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Join us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash shootforourstars. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. We got Miles Johnson from Foodland. We're going to find out what's happening with him. Miles, this is Terry from the radio station. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So what's on tap this week? Well, this week we have two different sales going on. We have our normal one-week ad, which features assorted pork chops, $1.69 a pound. Strawberries, two for five. Iceberg lettuce, 99 cents each. And Coca-Cola six-packs, three for 12. And Dr. Pepper six-packs, two for seven. And we also have a four-day sale, which started today and ends on 
on Sunday the 12th, okay. which features avocados, two for a dollar. They go two liters, four for five dollars. And whole chicken wings, a dollar nineteen a pound. Oh, chicken wings. Huh? We got the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. That's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And again, Miles, you're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th, right by the post office. Thank you. And thank uh, all of your great staff. Uh, they're always very friendly whenever I come in. And uh, you guys have a great weekend and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. All right. You too. This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steel, a weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOM WKRM. See you on Sunday. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.